A long, long time ago, in a faraway place, there lived a very beautiful, charismatic, rebel man. I don't really know if he was beautiful, but at least in our present depictions of him, he is really handsome. Symmetrical face, long, beautiful hair, this very nice manly beard, ripped abs, and a disposition for not giving a fuck about material possessions. A guy that was really taking his cause over everything. And this guy, even with all this beauty, even with all this charisma, even with all his wits and his big balls, just had 12 formal followers. You know what I'm talking about? Of course, I'm talking about the handsome, handsome hippie, my beloved Jesus. And yes, he just had 12 followers. They were actually following him everywhere. They were liking everything he was doing. They were sharing his stories. They were really trying to, to spread his message. They were keeping his stories to themselves, memorizing them, and then sharing to people. They were going from town to town saying, hey, I know a guy that knows. I know a guy that, that is the best. Like, you just sit around with him and you will feel the God because he, motherfuckers, he's the son of God. And he's bringing us the news that he's not just the only son of God. We are all daughters and sons of God. We are a brotherhood of heaven. We have been lied to. We have been, we have been scammed because there is not a privilege of being born as godly or not, like the pharaohs. No, no, no. Here we are all godly. And this guy is bringing us the good news, the evangelio, that everybody is a family of heaven. And yes, a lot of people then, they were kind of following him, but not so much. If we're really, if we're really true about it, if we really analyze the situation, the 12 motherfucking rascals, the prophets were the one that were hanging with him almost till the end. Because one fatidic night, Jesus Christ went into the table and say, hey, me mates, tomorrow I'm going to be fucked up. And everybody got very startled. I was like, Jesus, what are you talking about? How are you going to be fucked up? And Jesus said, well, tomorrow the Romans will, will come. The Roman police will come. They will raid the place. They will break everything down. They will persecute all of us. And they will capture me. They will fuck me real good. They will torture me. And they will crucify me, mates. That's what is going to happen. I saw it. I have the superpowers. I have the CDs. I have the third eye, Ajna Chakra, open. And I know what is going to happen, my beloved 12 followers. So, and I also know that you will unfollow me. They were like, no, Jesus, come on. We will never unfollow. He said, man, I know my people. I know my people and I know that you're all brave. But in the face of imminent torture and suffering, I know you will all unfollow me. Maybe one day you will follow me back. 
But for the meanwhile, tomorrow at certain point in the morning, I will have zero followers. Pedro, his most loyal follower, the one that really was liking every publication of Jesus, that was commenting on him, that was sharing all, that was really, really putting attention to all his stories, said, Jesus, man, I will never unfollow you. You know that. I will never unfollow you. And Jesus said, Pedro, tomorrow before the rooster sings, you will deny me three times. Everybody went to sleep, and in the morning, of course, the Roman police came. They started to make a mess. All the 11 motherfuckers, they went running out. The policemen, the Roman policemen, they captured Pedro, and they were like, hey, motherfucker, did you know this guy? Pointing to Jesus. And Pedro, shitting his pants, Pedro, seeing that torture was near, he said, no, I don't. Then again, the policeman asks, Pedro, do you know this guy, this Jesus guy, this Jeshua guy, this hippie motherfucker, do you know him? Pedro said, no, I don't. Again, the policeman slapped him on the face and said, okay, motherfucker, Last question, do you know this handsome hippie, yes or no? And Pedro said, no. So even Pedro, his most beloved follower, unfollowed him and basically blocked him. And Jesus was all alone. Jesus was absolutely alone. Nobody following him. But well... Eventually, of course, when Jesus was going into the cross and he was doing the Via Crucis, carrying his cross and everything, according to the Mel Gibson movies and the legends, they were kind of there, the prophets, but they were not very, they were not very, very near. They were, the prophets, what I call the prophets, some of them were prophets, but the disciples, they were kind of near, they were kind of watching, but. They were not daring to do a lot because they know that they will be fucked up if they do. So they were watching his stories still, but they were not following him back until he came from from the tomb. He, he was resurrected. Yeah, after he was resurrected, everybody followed him, like every fucking body. A lot of people. But before, yeah, just 12 people. Now we have to, to ask ourselves something. Jesus, okay, he was unfollowed by his disciples. But do you think that Jesus would have done the same to them? Because when we read the Bible, when we analyze the figure of Jesus, he was a rebel with a big heart. He was a rogue, yes. He was very innovative, yes. He was um, a revolutionary, of course. But he was doing something always. He was never leaving anybody behind. Once you grab the hand of Jesus, he will always take you. In fact, right now, in the astral plane, in the pure land of the Bodhisattvas, in what is called the 
multiversal highest dimensions, you can always read Jesus. He's there for you. He's a very important figure. I mean, a lot of goody-goody shit has been put over him. And he was not a goody-goody. He was a complete being. He was a complete individual. Therefore, good and bad at the same time. Therefore, peaceful and powerful and violent, but at the same time, uh, very calm. He was what Jung called a being that has achieved the process of individuation. The same as Buddha. And Jesus is there. Jesus is there to lend a hand, a cosmic astral hand, to whoever wants to reach to him or it or the Christus energy as well. Jesus never follow anybody. In fact, if we could see how many beings Jesus follows, Jesus follows every sentient being. If we could, <laughs> if we could see how many people follow Jesus, well, some people follow Jesus. Some people believe in the Christic consciousness thing. Some people believe that we are all uh, a brotherhood of God, that we are all one. Some people don't. So some people follow him. A certain number of people follow him. But Jesus will be following every single living being. Jesus will be caring about every single living being. In fact, he's doing it as an energy, as a possibility, as a deity. And that means that, that he was not looking for any kind of fame or recognition or power of vanity over being admired. He was just being who he was. He was just acting how he was acting without loss of result, without a certain goal. Just expressing its own nature in the most pure Way. That's why when Jesus was getting angry, he was kicking the merchants outside of the temple. That's when when Jesus was nice, he was giving wine to everybody so everybody could party and get drunk. That's why when Jesus was getting very, very prophetic, he was dropping these beautiful jewels of wisdom. That's when Jesus was being goofy. He was able to party with all the children and to play with children and to gossip with women. Like, like he was able to be... To be himself all the time, he was not restricting it because he was realizing that everything he was doing was God doing it through him. That's why he was saying, I'm, I'm the son of the father as you are. The son or the daughter of the father. We are all are it. We just need to let it express through us. I am who I am. And you are who you are. And we are all God. That's basically the message of Jesus. But then again... We need to analyze this, this messianic figure and what it means to be followed by somebody. That somebody believes in you. That somebody thinks that you are smart enough or that you are handsome enough or that you are sexually arousing enough or philosophically inflaming enough to follow you. Because without a person listening to you, even if there are just 12 motherfuckers, even if there is just one motherfucker like Merlin and Arthur, basically Merlin follower was just Arthur. Arthur had many followers, but Arthur was the only follower of Merlin. <laughs> even if there is just one person listening to you, that's what gives sense to your speech. That's what gives sense to your teaching. That's what gives sense to what you are sharing to humanity. If you are just not preaching or if you are just existing there and not sharing anything, well, of course, just your soul existence makes ripples into reality. 
But I do believe that the ripples will be a little more intense if there is at least just one person that can change her or his life by listening to you. To become a cool being, more liberated being. And that's when, when we have to realize, as Jesus, that we are the persons that believe on us. We can do what we can do and we can really spread it because there may be persons that believe on us, whoever they are, one, two, or a million. The number doesn't matter. Because as us, these persons are focal points of experience that through their cell phones, these little windows to the world, they are saying, hey, I'm here. I'm here and I deserve to be loved and I deserve to be listened to and I deserve to be understand and I really want to, to feel that I belong. I really want to feel that I belong to a community. I really want to feel that I belong to a group. And Jesus, of course, he will have included you into his group without a doubt, unconditionally. In fact, the name of the new Buddha the Buddha of this era is Maitreya. Maitreya means friend. And this is a revolutionary change of what it means, a spiritual relationship, a magical relationship. It's no longer the relationship of a master. It's no longer the relationship of a teacher. It's no longer the relationship of a being that really deserves your adoration. It's the relationship of a friend, the guru, the, the Roshi, the master, has no longer that role. It has become the friend. And a friend doesn't want to be over you. A friend doesn't want to prove to the world that he's better than you and that he's more cool and that he's more admired. The less a friend that already had reached certain awareness of what spirituality is, because this being realized that all the fucking fame, all the fucking fortune is just dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. And Maitreya, the new current, the new energy of the Buddha for this eon, that means friend, is just representing that Buddhahood, that the peak, the summit of spirituality for these times is that of friendship. Because how can you be friend with somebody if you're not there for them? Ask yourself that. I mean, one thing is being a celebrity. One thing is being admired. One thing is putting yourself in a fake throne that eventually will break, like everything, just for the sake of it, just for the sake of the endorphins. And the other thing is being, is being a friend. What do a friend does? What a spiritual friend does. What will Maitreya, Maitreya, Miroku in Japanese, the new Buddha, the new energy of Buddha. When I mean the new Buddha, it doesn't mean a person in general. It doesn't mean a motherfucker standing there. It means a whole current of energy, like the Christic energy, but how it is changing and expressing in this new eon. Every eon change because of the cosmic positions, how all the... Astral mess that is happening up there affects us. And in this precise eon is the one where, where liberated beings express themselves by friendship.
no longer by this relationship of master and, you know, alum, alumno. I don't know if that word exists in English. Well, pupil and, and teacher. I don't know, it's about friends. It's about friendship. It's about realizing that we are all in the same place. That there is not a crown anymore. Because the crown is for everybody. It's not about the matriarchal eon anymore. It's not about the patriarchal eon anymore. It's an eon about the individual. And the only way that we will keep on this show going in a cool way is to all become friends. No matter the race, no matter the sexual preference, no matter the country, I still, I have to confess, has certain complexes. For example, I cannot take that people eat animals because I feel that if people eat animals, they are not being friends with animals and we need to be all friends. So I have friends that eat animals. They are still my friends, but sometimes I slap them in the face, sometimes physically and sometimes just mentally to make them realize that we are all friends. Even the animals, of course, they are our friends. I have developed friendly relationship with animals much more deeper and much more loving and much more intense than with human beings. Animals, of course, are capable of friendship, of deep, deep, caring friendship. And that's what we have to develop in ourselves. But to do that, we don't have to really... In real life, I mean, in every aspect of life, we don't have to follow people. We don't have to leave people behind. We don't have to use people just as tokens for our whatever, for our fame or our vanity. And that comes from a very vanity person. I'm a very, I have, I have a lot of um, self-love. I don't give a fuck. I love myself. And of course, I like to be able to share something to persons and that persons like it or that person tell me, hey, motherfucker, you know, this thing that you share really helped me or blah, blah, blah. That's very beautiful. That's, that's realizing that that the monkey talk of this motherfucker has certain effect on reality that can help others to feel better. And it also gives me certain kind of situations in exchange, adventures, pleasure, just the satisfaction of knowing that my wits work for something. But then again, this process of friendship shall break the vanity, shall break using other human beings or sentient beings, animals, to build our throne. Because that throne is just a throne of ashes. Right now is not a time for thrones. Right now is not a time for for trying to build pyramids and sit on the top. Right now is a time for being an unconditional loving friend to every sentient being. Right now is the time of Maitreya. Right now is a time where we will all become Buddhas. And the name of the new Buddha is friend. So my beautiful friends, I thank you all for listening to this other friend. And I hope we can make a whole community of friends in the world, not just us. And that every 
everything that you see there, even if they are struggling, even if they are motherfuckers, even if they are annoying, even if they eat animals, even if they are struggling in their own internal ways, that we can just look in their eyes and realize that we are all the same. And therefore, yes, best friends forever.